while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. When the intro, when it, you know, that song got going, I, I kind of just wanted to play the whole thing through. I don't think you would have been upset about it. Anyway, welcome to South Coast tonight, third and final hour of the night. I'm Marcus Farrow. Chris McCarthy will be back tomorrow, and uh, tomorrow we've got a. Actually, really, we've got a pretty jam-packed rest of the week. I mean, of course, we had that great interview with Mayor Hero, which I know has drawn a lot of interest. Um, I thought, you know, raised some really, you know, raised, brought a, brought some new policy proposals, um, you know, responded to some criticisms, uh, some attacks by Hodgson that's like, that he's levied against them. It's a really good interview. It's worth listening to. Um a lot of it's driven by you guys, actually, the callers. You, 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 he got just as much call interest uh, as the sheriff did. Everybody really, and it shows that there's a lot of focus on this race, um, a lot of intention paid. Because we know the sheriff, obviously, himself is always a driver of call traffic, even when he's not up for election. But his challenger being, um, uh, you know, uh, equally as much a driver of call traffic, I think, just shows again how many people are interested in this race and we're excited to really be leading the conversation on the sheriff's race uh here in uh at wbsm and we'll have them back both back next wednesday for the debate two hours commercial free chris and i uh and the second hour you'll be able to call in again you know we talked about this uh i had to do it last time no more preambles guys i would really appreciate it uh just ask the question and take your answer off air, please. 
but we'll get more to the rules and all of that, the logistics when we get closer. But jam-packed rest of the way. I mean, you know, you guys have all been calling in. Uh, you're all really interested in this question for, and I'm 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 excited to, to continue talking about it. But rest of the week tomorrow uh, at 7 p.m., Mayor John Mitchell joins us in studio uh, from seven to eight. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, we haven't talked to the mayor in a bit. He came in, I think in August. Uh, yeah, he came in like August and we had a good conversation. Um, and you know, we've been working on getting him in again. And so he'll be in. And then at eight, we have Justin Thurber, Justin Thurber's from Somerset. And we know we've been, a, you know, part of it's cause of, um, in, in, in big part because of a you know Jess Machado coming over the Bragger Bridge and doing a show here, but we have a uh, you know we have a, a broadening reach into Somerset and that area um, because of that and because of the WBSM app you can listen anywhere uh, in the world. Actually, I remember listening to Chris McCarthy while I was on a plane to Mexico back in 2019. So I was on the plane to Mexico, and I could hear Chris McCarthy. So definitely download the app. You can listen to it wherever you are. But Justin Thurber from Somerset, he's running for state rep to replace Pat Haddad. Now, we also talked to Pat Haddad, and she'll rep Pat Haddad, and she'll be in working on that. She'll she'll be in, though. I just talked to her today. So she'll be in as well. Not that day, but she'll be in at some point. Um, but Justin Thurber, the Republican challenger, He'll be in from eight uh, to nine, and 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 we'll be taking your calls through that hour um, at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. So um, Thursday, Paul Chase is coming in. You might know Paul Chase as a, a, a city councilor. Can't he ran for councilor at large uh, twice? He is the president of the um, Realtors Association. And he's also been for many years uh, a leader in the Rail to Boston organization, which is a advocacy organization to get South Coast Rail here to Ma- here in Massachusetts. And so he's kind of come in on Thursday to talk about question five. Question five is your question in New Bedford. If you're in New Bedford, it's your question to vote on whether or not to make Massachusetts an MBTA district. And he's going to talk about why he's in favor of that. So. That's Thursday. Um, we're also working on getting. Uh, I'm also working on getting another guest in, another pretty good guest in. I mean, actually, excellent guest uh, in uh, sometime before the weekends as well. Uh, just working out the logistics of that. You know, people are busy, um, and I have you know some slots filled, some slots aren't filled. You know, so aligning the schedules can be difficult. So uh, then on Friday, we're going to have. Jeff Swift, Dr. Jeff Swift, who won the Republican primary uh, for the um, 10th Bristol District, which is Fairhaven, the Tritown, Marion, and uh, yeah, the Tritown, Marion, the Tritown, Fairhaven, the Tritown, and the Cushnet, and um, uh, parts of Ward 1 in New Bedford. Dr. Jeff Swift. Uh, so he's going to be in from 7 to 8 here in studio with Chris and I on Friday. Our Friday shows are a lot of fun, um, so uh, that'll that'll be a good time. Yeah, so that's the rest of the week. Next week, I do want to preview this a little bit. Next week, Monday the 17th at 9 o'clock, Jeff Deal's calling in. 
uh, Republican gubernatorial candidate Jeff Deal. He's calling into um, he's calling into uh, South Coast tonight. He'll be talking to Chris and I about his campaign to gov- uh, his campaign for governor. Then, obviously, like I said, Wednesday is the sheriff's is the sheriff's debate. Oh, all right. I think that was, I think that I covered everything. I think I gave you guys a, a robust uh, preview of what's to come here on our great program. Sound a little arrogant to say that was a great program, but it is a great program and I'm proud of it. Anyway, 508-996-0500 so I can get the program. We were talking about question four. You know, I, I might, I might've mentioned this uh, last, sometime last week. Uh, with respect to question four, but there uh, is there's a lot of money going into these ballot questions. Question one by far has raised um, that's the that's the millionaires tax, the fair share amendment. Question one by far has raised the most uh, money um, collectively. Collectively, question one has raised thirty million dollars. Um, for uh, support or against 21 million in support and about 9 million against on question one. So question two has raised about seven, five, about 12 million. I would actually round that up and say about 13 million, about 13 million because about like $8 million. Yeah. 13 million total, seven, four, five against. Question three, about $800,000 for and $12 against. Is it serious? Oh, 12,000 against. Yeah, 12,000 against. But anyway, question four the driver's license bill, which you guys have all been talking about throughout this program. So here's what's interesting. Question four uh, is uh, support of the law, support of the law that will allow undocumented immigrants to apply for driver's licenses, right? The money raised in support of that law, and so basically voting yes on question one, is $1.2 million. $1.2 million against... Is one hundred and thirty thousand. One hundred and thirty thousand. So basically, there's a ten to one fundraising uh, advantage for for the support of question one. You look at some of the. You look at some of the, um, the donors in question one. Uh, you know, it looks like. It looks like in 508-996-0500 so can get on. It looks like a lot of support. I mean, there's obviously, you know, people that you would expect. The ACLU has made some donations. Um, the uh, MIRA, right? Uh, MIRA, which is the major immigrant advocacy organization in the state. They've made donations. Um, a lot of labor unions have donated to question four. Uh, SEIU, in, uh, SEIU in particular which is the um, Service Employees International Union. Basically, people that work in, like, um, health care, home care, nursing homes typically make up the, um, make up the SEIU, uh, you know, public service government employees, um, 
some property services. Um, but I always see SEIU like I when I see SEIU, I always think of people who are personal care, who work in personal care, home care, and all of that. But nursing homes, you, you get the the gist. I mean, SEIU is a major union. Eleven ninety nine is the big union, uh, big SEIU union in Massachusetts. But SEIU donated a significant amount of money to this uh, campaign, which I think is really interesting. Another w- w- another uh, donation that I think um, is really interesting is is um, Arbella. Arbella, I think, Arbella Insurance has donated about $200,000, I want to say. Arbella Insurance Group, $200,000 has uh have have donated in support of in support of uh yes on question four. So they must I mean they don't give that away, you know, nonchalantly. They must have the numbers on that and they must know that if this law is passed, they're going to see, you know, uh more than enough return on that two hundred thousand dollar investment. They must have the numbers from other states where these insurance policy, you know, where these laws are enacted and see, and there is data on this. I have seen it. There is, when these laws are passed, a a correlative spike in the purchase of premiums. You're going to have to excuse my pronunciation today. It's been a long day and talking for three hours straight can be difficult sometimes. (laughs) 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're live. Good evening. I, I don't want to talk about question four, if it's okay. Okay. I want to talk about my country, the United States of America, uh, and the condition that it's in now. The things that this president has done to our country is just like disrespecting and dishonoring all the men and women of our armed forces. Who Why is that? All for, listen, can I have my say now? Okay, they fought in wars to protect us, our safety, our freedoms that we enjoy that are being taken away from us very slowly. So President Biden goes and opens the door and lets everybody and anybody in. And and what, what does that say to the veterans that are still alive and how they put their life on the line for America. Look at the condition we're in and the things that have happened. What I'm I'm I, I don't what, what can you possibly say, Marcus? What can you say? Well, what you convince me to come to your side because I don't think you can do it. I, I don't probably not, but um but what ex- specifically did he Why do Why is to- it okay with you? Why is it okay with you? Like, I heard you talk to that woman and you said, yeah, you know, this is the country, all these uh, um, uh, migrants, come- sure they do, but they come legal. And you're forgetting that. These people are not coming legal. My grandparents came here and they did it the right way. Yeah. what? Well, and they had documentation. They had everything. So it's okay with you. That anybody can just walk in because the doors open. My father came back from World War II. He was in the Army. Thank God he came back. Because me, my sisters and brothers, we wouldn't be here. And to see a president do something like this. Well, I, I'm whole, still I'm still not country. entirely sure what, what, what specifically you're saying he does to disrespect people in armed services. I, I'm, I just told you what he did. He opened the borders. 
anybody can come in. Not really. Anybody. And I understand there's a lot of good people that want to be here and have a decent life. But all of those coming in are not those kind of people. And you know it. You know it's true. I would say say the overwhelming. Look what's going on. Look what's going on. If my father were alive today, I can just imagine what he would be saying right now. He told me so many things about when he was overseas in the Philippines and all, and everything the soldiers all went through. This is ridiculous what the president's done. And the elites, they're all above the law. The Clintons ought to be in jail. Look what they did in Begotti. Okay, the Ayatollah Obama, he's still around. He's in the White House. He's the Ayatollah he's Obama? Biden. Yeah, that's what I call him. That's what I call him. Why people. do you call him the Ayatollah Obama? Why do you defend him? Why do you defend him? I'm just why asking a question. Is it? Uh, why is he called I the Ayatollah? the Ayatollah Obama. He's above the law. Why is he that's called the he Ayatollah? Listen, you people like Hugh Marcus and Tim Weisberg, you guys are communists. That's what you are. I'm sorry. I I let you talk for a while. I gotta gotta let that go. I'm not just like not in the mood for that. (laughs) I'm sorry. You know, I was trying to let you talk, and then now you're you're coming after me and and, and Tim and all that. I was trying to let you say your piece, but you're gonna, you know, say something crappy about me and Tim. I I just, I'm not, I don't wanna, I don't feel like letting that continue, and I'm not going to. So. 508-996-0500 is how you get in the program. Actually, it's a good time for uh, a break. New Bedford's News Talk Station. guys welcome back i'm marcus farrow chris mccarthy will be back tomorrow but i'm joined by you at 508-996-0500 that's how you get in the program good evening you're live good evening marcus how's it going well it's going marcus uh, all this stuff about the illegals or whatever you want to call them the immigrants uh, the aliens whatever uh get, getting a license I, I don't see any benefit for them to get it they got to pay <laughs> For their insurance, they got to pay for their license. To me, I, if I were them, I'd just keep on driving around the way I am. Um, about a month ago, I it's, was, it's uh, a wait, crime to drive without your let license. Let me just finish. Let me finish. About a month ago, I was stopped at a stop sign. First time it had ever happened to me, and I was rear-ended. Not bad. It was a bump rather than a smash. The gentleman got out of the car and said, "Hi, hey, buddy, are you all right?" And I said. Yeah, I, I think so. He says, good, God bless you. Tap me on the back, got in his car, brrm, took off. As he took off, I noticed in the back of his car, he had a, <clears throat> a Texas number plate. It looked like a paper number plate. And off he went. He told me, God bless you, though. You know, so, uh, you know, uh, I, w- what's the incentive? They're just going to have to pay cr- more money. It's a crime to drive without your license in Massachusetts. Yeah, but what do they care? It's, also, it now. it's also a crime to, it's also a crime to drive uh, to drive away from the scene of an accident. I understand. Okay, <laughs> maybe people don't want to every time they have to go to work open themselves up to criminal liability. I I, I think they're getting away with it now, so why worry? 
You know, just like that gentleman. He was very nice. He got out of the car and asked me, how you doing, buddy? You okay? I said, yeah, I think so. He said, God bless you. But, but luckily, back, you're, you're, a nice, luckily you're a nice guy, and you didn't, and you didn't pursue I little, him. I was a little startled. Uh, luckily, it was a bump and not a smash. It would have been worse. But uh, that guy but committed it, a crime. It happened so fast, I, I, you know, I didn't even catch it. So, again, uh, if they're doing it now and they're committing the crime now, I'm sure the uh, chance of turning around and uh, paying uh, uh, our exorbitant, uh, you know, uh, that's like, car insurance rates, they're, they're going to not do that's that. That's like saying why legalize weed because le- because they've been doing it for so long well, illegally. Isn't weed legalized now but, in Massachusetts? But, yeah, we did six years ago. Yeah, okay. But, but that's the point, though, is, is that before it wasn't. And basically, you could have said back then, well, people are doing it anyway, so why legalize it? Well, because when people do something that they want to or in some cases need to do, like maybe drive to work every day, they don't want to open themselves up to criminal liability. Car insurance, and in fact, if they get into a car accident, they probably want to be insured as well. Because if you have insurance, you're I, covered if you get into a car accident. I think you're looking at this through rose-colored glasses, really. If they were, Why do you me, have your... But, me, but, think, but, but here's the thing. Do you have is, your driver's license? Yes. But if you were driving without your driver's license, you'd be doing the same thing they would. Why do you have your driver's license? Because I got a social security number and I got one as soon as I turned 19 years old. I didn't get it at 16. Okay? But, but you're, again, you're making this like this is the, this is the panacea. This is going to solve anything. I didn't and say I it was a panacea. They're just going to keep on doing what they've been doing. And they've been getting away with it, so why bother? Again, 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 it's the same thing. Why would you have a driver's license? Because you want to legally be able to operate a motor vehicle, right? Exactly. Okay, th- so that's the same but reason not, why anybody else wouldn't. But just not because- being here, coming from another country, I'm probably more concerned with getting my day done and hoping that my family members, as they get integrated into society, will get their licenses. That's what I think that they're thinking would be. I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't read the minds of undocumented people in Massachusetts. No, but, but I came from, and I, I think you came from, two people who immigrated here. And I think the idea was <laughs> always to get a better life for not only yourself, but your family. And maybe if you couldn't do it strictly the way it was supposed to be done, like the WAPs without papers there, okay, you were willing to endure that to try to make sure that your family could somehow become integrated in society in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, but wouldn't that be easier if you were <laughs> licensed to drive on the road, if you weren't committing a well, crime every time you're going to work? Look, you're looking at it from your point of view as a person like me who's been here since we were born. But, and again, but, but I someone have... coming over from another country who's trying to fit in and realizes, hey, if I give my name and all this stuff like this too, maybe if Trump wins, I'll be sitting on a plane or a boat back to where I came from. And my family will be here and I'll be gone. You know, that's, Why? that's the way but, I would but, think. But, but residents, there, there are people, there are, there are um, undocumented residents here or, or illegal immigrants, whatever you want to call it, with tax ID numbers that are, you know, they're, they're on, they're on people's... They're getting paid on the table in cash? They're on, not all of them. They're, they have tax ID numbers. They pay taxes. They're on payroll. They're already, they're already opening themselves up to, li- they to would liability. They foolish to do that. I think they would want to do everything in, in, in under Massachusetts, the tableau. In Ma- and again, like it's a it's a federal it's it's a state distinction, not a federal one. So I I mean, and those those license laws existed in a lot of states 
before Trump got elected and continued well, under Trump. Yeah, but if Trump comes back, it could mean I could be given a one-way ticket to where I came from, and my family is stuck I back just, here. You know, it's 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 like you got to look at it from their point of view, and you're not. You're looking at it from your point of view. But how do you know their point of view? Because I come from a family that had, that came and there were immigrants, just like you did. It's just a little like different. Family. The Pharaohs did too. It's a little different. Yeah. They probably came over in the same boat with my family. Pro- a long time ago. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, a long time ago. Oh, okay, yeah, it was a long time uh, my ago. My grandfather's first generation, so it was yeah, a while. Okay, so, but, so it was a while ago. Okay, then. that would be my great grandfather. My great grandfather. Then, if I were you, okay. Yeah. But, but because it was, you know, all I can say is I, I think they get a different perspective. And, uh, you know, I, I realize they want to work and, and be integrated into society, but maybe as first generation, they're not going to be as integrated as, as you and I are. And, again, I had uncles and aunts that spoke the language and spoke very little English. Go, go over the house, and it was all in, in Portuguese, okay? And mm-hmm. I felt strange there, very strange. As time went on, got used to it, speak a little myself. So, again, I, I can see where people coming over feel sort of alienated being here, and maybe it's not them that will be integrated into society, but their children and grandchildren, as I was and you are. All right, man. Thanks for the call. I All appreciate right, my it. friend. Take Thank care. You. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Yeah, hello again. What's up? Uh, I'm not the last guy. I didn't, actually didn't mind listening to him. Uh, the guy before that, he, um, I'll tell you why he's on the tirade, because um, Donald Trump's been doing a lot of speeches lately, like campaigning, you know, going ballistic, and he's been going off on Obama, uh, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, you name it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Trump's going to do his thing. I, I, I can't. I can't concern myself with it. It's it's whatever. I, I don't know why the people. I don't know why people call in and yell at me. I don't know if it's because of Trump or something else. They, you know, it's it's fine. I I get sometimes people I yell mean, at me. I understand you're a liberal and you have the right to that, and I don't agree with everything liberals do. Some stuff I do, but I wouldn't say you're a communist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, the the whole thing. I, I don't know. The caller was angry about stuff and felt yeah, to, felt, so it's, it's fine. That's it's, the, it's fine. You know, it's, that's, that's fine. Trump nuts, man. They, they, some of them, I've talked to intelligent Trump supporters and then I've talked to the lunatics. Well, let's, you know, let's not, listen, if you start calling people lunatics and saying this and that, I'm the one that gets yelled at. So let's, let's move on to a new subject. All right. I'm the one that gets yelled at. You, you go here, you go Trump this, Trump that and all that. That's fine. But I get yelled at. So let's, let's move on. Let's move on to a new subject. You do pretty good at handling some of these people. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Thank All you, right, man. Have a good night. You as well. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, Marcus. How you doing? Hey, Tom. What's up? Is your father named Joe? Uh, he was named Joe. He has since passed, but yes. The painter? He was a painter? He was. Uh, he did HVAC, um, and my grandfather was Joe, and he did HVAC as well. Uh, I don't believe there was another painter. It's a different fellow, then. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, anyway, I was curious about that. Yeah. But uh, I was listening to uh, NPR. No, you're not supposed to mention that, though. Station, no, Chris and I but, were making fun of it the other day. It's fine. Yeah, they uh, they uh, had a lady on who 
uh, had been following the Trump family since basically the beginning uh, and has interviewed him recently. But one of the things that came out and shocked me was when the, when the Twin Towers went down, uh, they had interviewed him. Uh, and Woody thought this is, you know, after they realized thousands of people had, had passed. And his response was, well, now, and it was a lie, that now I've got the biggest building in New York. I mean, this is the character that, that these people are supporting. And make no mistake about it, they're just trying to gin up the uh, immigration thing for the next election. And, and it just, it's just, we're so divided that they don't even look at stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, it's just sad. But anyway, uh, on a lighter note, uh, when you started the program, uh, you talked about continue without finding, right? Yeah. And uh, I think you'll enjoy this guy. I enjoyed your response to that. And uh, under the law, uh, Mr. Dunn was proven in- innocent, and that's a good thing under the law. In my case, uh, in 1971, I was arrested for being present where marijuana was. And you're talking... Yeah. Three seeds and a roach and an ashtray. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And my case was continued without finding, uh, but they put me on probation and I had to report. Yeah. And I remember being before the judge and, and the lawyer for me said, you know, that this young man is going in the seminary. And the judge kind of looked at him kind of thing. But he still went with it. It was continued without finding six-month probation. So I had to report to the probation officer. And so... Every month while I'm in the seminary, I had to fill out this form, and it had time frames from 8 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night. And so I filled it out, 8 a.m., morning prayer. Right. <laughs> <funny>. 8.30, mass. I got a kick out of it. But I had to do that for six months. But in, 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 in those days... That's a more intensive probation than people that get a, get a quaff now. Because if you right. get a quaff now, you're just you're basically unless you, sometimes you get quaffs with conditions. But if you get a quaff now, you're basically just paying uh, you're just paying a probation fee, which you can pay up uh, you know up front, and you just gotta not do anything stupid for a year, and that's pretty right. much it. You don't have to fill out forms. Right, right, yeah. I mean that, that, that's the way it was then. What you're talking what? That's almost fifty yeah. four years ago. Right. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've been enjoying the show. I, I think you've handled yourself well. Thank you. Uh, I think uh, the debate uh, coming up is important. I yeah. thought uh, Mr. Hero handled himself well yesterday. I thought he did a great uh, job. Um, uh, honestly, a lot came at him from both Chris and the callers, uh, and even me. I, you know, I, I asked them some. No, I wouldn't say hard questions, but you know, I, I think questions that demanded a, a, a good yeah, answer. Pointed, yeah. pointed questions, and, and he answered that. He he answered them all very well. Yeah, yeah pointed and appropriate. Yeah. I didn't like Chris's question, as you know, uh, but you know that he's there for that's his friend. So that, and I'm fine with well, that. Well, Chris, you know, Chris Chris has his own opinion on 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 that stuff, and that that's fine. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, but, but I think he's going to be called on when it. When I thought, and sure. from my standpoint, it wasn't appropriate. Uh, yeah, that the connective ligaments that he was trying to establish just weren't there. I mean, how do you how do you uh, measure uh, folks' respect for their supervisor, uh, sheriff? Listen, you know, what are they going to do? Turn their hats around during you know morning inspection to show disrespect? I mean, it's one of those things that just you know it didn't make sense to me. You know, I listen. 
he obviously he has a different perspective on it than I do. Uh, was I convinced by that? I would say no. Um, maybe other people are. Maybe he's more tapped into that culture. That I mean, he definitely is more tapped into that culture than I am. So I mean, I'll, I'll just take it at face value but like me personally like as a like a, a lay person that was i convinced by that 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 argument i would say no but again chris has yeah. a different perspective on it you know yeah, being being, the, being the, where the, he is and, and with his experiences yeah the narrative he was trying to create though that that's the invective slant that yeah. he uses for the candidate he supports which is he's very don't get me wrong he is sharp as attack mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, and i get a kick out of it sometimes but uh uh, it, it, it just was a little bit off, I guess. So that's the, the way my interpretation was. Okay. But uh, certainly, uh, we're all getting ready for the 19th. Uh, yeah, it's going to uh, be awesome. <laughs> are you noticing that there's going to be an increase in, in listenership since you guys took over? Are you guys got a way to measure that? Yeah, um, we do. Uh, we, we have a me- way to measure our digital footprint, and uh, it's it's been... Uh, uh, we've been doing very, very well. I can tell you, especially for a new show, our podcast downloads are um, that we have the most downloaded podcast at the station already. Uh, just being in here for a wow. few months, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, our metrics are really good. Um, you know, I, I'm not as in tune to the metrics as maybe Tim Weisberg is, or Michael Rock, or Mark. But um, just what I'm able to see, I'm able to see a lot of uh, even numbers wise, a lot of positive growth for for this show. Um, the podcast numbers in particular are very encouraging and, um, and just as a matter of like, I think we're getting a, a lot more interest, a lot more calls, you know, I'm hearing a lot more, uh, you know, stuff. Honestly, I couldn't get in here. I, I, yeah. Yeah. That was nuts. That, that was, that was not, yeah, that was nuts actually. Um, I mean, I think I think her, when I said Hero got just as much call traffic as the sheriff, I think he might have gotten more because there wasn't a second where that line, like with the sheriff towards the end, the line stopped blanking a little bit. But I mean, the sheriff gets a ton of calls too. But with Hero, the, the, the line there wasn't a second where the, the lines weren't basically full. It was it was yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, all right, man. Take care. Thank you. Appreciate it. 508-996-0500. Get a ton of calls tonight too. We appreciate it. Good evening. You're live. Good evening, Marcus. Hey, how's it going? Oh, what'd you do? Party last night after the uh, no, show? No, I don't party at all. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't party at all. I was just, it was a long day uh, today. And so, uh, so uh, and I shouldn't complain about it at work when I'm like on the air, complain about how tired I am, but I'm <laughs> very tired. So, um, uh, but no, no, no partying for me. You'll hit the hit the rack good tonight. Yeah, if my cat doesn't keep me up. Sleep like a bear. Anyway, um, um, getting back to the illegal thing. Um, sure. My friend I was just talking to before, he says where he worked up in Taut and near, um, it's the marijuana place now. It used to be a recyclable place, and he worked mm-hmm. with a lot of um, illegal immigrants. And he said that they... Three to four of them got stopped more than once, and the police let them go. They had no licenses. So why is that? Uh, maybe the maybe the police, maybe the those particular cops. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't. I don't know the situations in which they were pulled over without a license. That the cop asked for their license. But still, without a license, and and they, if that was you or I, like he said, we'd go to jail. Let me tell you something. Um, every single day when I'm in, when I was in third district court, there were cases for, uh, 
cases for we wouldn't go you wouldn't go to jail for for uh, unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle unless you had a real bad record but um every single day when i was at third district court there were those char- there were charges for unlicensed operation every single day it's something that happens all the time i think maybe those particular officers maybe had a bit more compassion at that moment i i i'm not entirely sure i i can't i don't know the situation i can't read um i can't read those cops minds i can't i don't know the veracity of your i can't uh you know i can't vouch for the veracity of your friend i, I have no idea but hey, you wouldn't go to jail um, necessarily, um, but if you were flagged for that and you were undocumented, it could it could make you open for for deportation. What if you had an OUI and you drove and you the the police stopped you and you didn't have a license? What would they do then? You'd be towed off to jail, right? Well, if you had an OU if you had an OUI and you were driving without a license, it would just be an additional charge to your OUI. You wouldn't necessarily go to jail. I mean, you'd be arrested. You'd be held at the station. You wouldn't necessarily go to jail. You'd be booked, you know. Well, see, they weren't booked. They weren't held. Nothing happened to them I can't three speak, times. I, I can't speak to those the, that, that person or that particular situa- situation. I know, but that's what really agitates me, you know what I'm saying? But um, the other thing, now I'm getting tired. The other thing I wanted to say, now I can't even remember. Oh, oh, I liked the last night. I liked, I got a lot of good information. And um, good. I liked the way Chris was handling that. He, he didn't get, um, you know, too um, barbaric. He was yeah, they're, they're, they were friendly. I mean, that, that, that you know, there was that exchange Friday, uh, the, the couple Fridays ago, which, you know, was it, it was what it was. But they were, they were good. I, I'll tell you off air. Uh, we had some real friendly conversations. It was really good. So um, no, it was fine. Uh, everybody was everybody was cool. You know, Chris asked tough questions, but that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, I you know we we try to ask tough questions here, and I think a guy like Haro expects it. All right, Marcus. Have a good night's sleep. Thanks so much for the call. All right, I got to uh, take this break. I'll be right back. I uh, see you guys on the line, waiting patiently. I'll take your calls when we get back. Fourteen twenty W. Hey, let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Marcus, I know I called earlier, but I got a quick personal question for you. Okay. I, I heard you talk about uh, your your father and your grandfather, uh-huh. both named both Joe. Yeah. Were, were they part of the Madeira Feast? Yeah, yeah. My, my, my grandfather my grandfather in particular was, was very involved. He actually got the Lifetime Achievement Award uh, from the Feast Club uh, some years back. Played, played mandolin? My grandfather did, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew your father and your grandfather very, very well. Oh. They were both very, very good friends. And it might even, despite our political differences, it might change my opinion about you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. You're very welcome. Have a good night. Thank you. 508-996-0500. Yeah, my, my grandfather was very involved with the feast. He got the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Madeira Club. My dad was involved in the feast uh, as well. And, in fact, when I got to serve... Uh, in in 2015, for the first time, my dad helped me out a lot because he knew, you know, a lot, everybody in my family basically had served. And I remember actually when I when I said I was serving, my dad was like, "Well, you got to, you know, you got to do it at least once, uh, you know, because you're a pharaoh." And uh, so it's it's a it's a point of pride uh, for us actually um, to to serve in the feast. And I'm actually serving this year. I'm really excited about it. All right, let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I was just wondering how you feel about um, voter ID. 
Yeah, voter ID. Um, so, you know, here's the thing with voter ID. Uh, the, 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 the fraud that voter ID, like, purports to protect um, isn't something that happens very often. And voter ID, the, if, you could, if you told me, like, you could maybe convince me of a voter ID law if everybody was able to easily access an identification, um, you know, uh, to uh, e- easily access an identification, like everybody got one basically for free. Otherwise, Do you find that it's hard for people to get ID. Uh, I know? think I think most people know. I think certain people, yes. I think uh, voter ID laws, um, you know, disenfranchise can disenfranchise if they were implemented everywhere up to like twenty three million people. Uh, I think where they're implemented in certain states, you can see like. Uh, I remember when voter ID law was implemented in Alabama, they moved the DMV out of the black neighborhoods and put the put it uh, put it somewhere further away. Like the voter ID, voter ID is is again the problem that it purports to solve isn't something that happens very often at all. It only prevents like direct voter no, fraud, I'm which is somebody that hold on. How do you feel about people needing to provide an ID? I don't think it's. I don't think. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessary. It's. I think it's a solution in search of a problem. But you're saying, you know, it's okay for somebody here have to show their social security number. You're like, why do you have a problem with that? He's like, I don't like to just show my social security number, and other people just get a license number or whatever. And you're like, well, they do it differently. I would. I would. I would say work within the law. I would understand why you think there should be. Like two sets of laws. I would distinguish um, purchasing an insurance policy from the right to vote. Uh, definitely, like if you're, like your social security number exists for a reason. Um, but like I would distinguish that from like the right to vote. I think it should be a lot easier for people to vote, not harder. I think we should encourage more people to vote, not fewer people to vote. I think people should cherish their right to vote. Okay, and cherish the the you know the way they can influence election and i think they should take pride in that not just like hey anybody can just stumble in off the street no like where's the pride in being american being a citizen and having the right to vote and making good choices for the country as a whole it's like i I really find it racist to think that it's harder for black people to get a license or or some form of id i think that i just can't even believe that that's an argument that it's harder for people to get IDs. They well, well statistically, statistically, this law affects certain people. Like we, we know that we have the we know who this law impacts. Like I said, in Alabama, they moved the registry from out of black uh, out of a black out of black neighborhood all around the city. The city of New Bedford, the registry just bopped around all over the place. Is it because we're trying to like avoid certain people's vote? I mean, there's no. reasons why things move. We don't have voter ID. I mean, but. But what I'm saying is there's reasons for registries to move sometimes. And and just to assume it's because they wanted to, like, get around black people having a again, chance to Again, vote. voter fraud is something that doesn't I've actually... I've a black person in... Here's the thing. Voter fraud is something that doesn't actually happen in, a, in a, like, a, a, a large scale. It doesn't happen, like, at a... Like, it, it's so incredibly rare that... To restrict the right to vote by requiring an uh, identification when it isn't necessary because voter fraud isn't actually a thing, um, it's a solution in search of a problem. Function in society today, 
in this day and age without any form of ID and that they literally would have a hard time getting one. I, I find that, you know, almost like, con- I don't want to say condescending, but it's almost like... It's like if it is, it's, a, it's not condescending if it's true. I mean, there are people that don't have true. IDs. I mean, I'd like you to really find somebody on the face of the earth, I mean, in this country, who can't get an ID. Because that, that, to me, is an argument that is used that, to me, sounds insane. No- that's, that's insane. If you can't figure out how to get an ID, maybe you, you can't figure out how you should vote. So people who can't get an ID, so people who aren't able to access that now aren't intellectually capable of voting? That's basically what you're saying. No, that's is what you're saying. Not, what I'm saying not is... They're intelligent enough to get an ID. All right, hey, listen, I'm, I, I got I to gotta take this last break. I, I appreciate the call. I got to take this last okay. break before we go. Thank you. The New England Patriots are 